You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by Bailey Adams. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at BaileyJAdams22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Happy April Fools to all of you fools who listen to this show. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, Also, beware of April Fools jokes on Twitter. Beware of April Fools jokes on websites. Uh, Just, you know, be, be diligent. Don't don't freak out and and think that something is happening when it's really not because people like to do that. I am of the opinion that if you're over the age of 14, probably a little too old to do April Fool's jokes, but not everybody subscribes to that. So I'm just saying be cautious, especially, especially when the Buccaneers have been advertising that the new uniforms were coming in April and the first day of April is basically to prank one another. Don't buy into something that you see on Twitter that is a quote unquote uniform reveal. Until the Buccaneers tweet it, don't don't buy into it. I'm just just fair warning. Is is that fair, Bailey? It's fair, but the Buccaneers are going to tweet an April Fool's joke of their own, probably with the uniforms, right? I don't think they will. No, I wouldn't I, be surprised. I think we've been living with the Buccaneers uniform April Fool's joke for the last five years. <laughs> that's true. That's a, that's another that's another way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's kind of my take. So, yeah, just fair warning to everybody. Just be a little bit more on your guard. OK, you know, back when Bailey, when we used to work at Fansided, um, you know, Fansided was real big into releasing April Fool's articles, kind of satire approach to something. Uh, and, and people would buy into it. They would read the headline and not read the article and freak out or, or you know, blow up Twitter or the comments section with just rude, nasty comments without having a frame of reference. So, yeah, just, just be on your guard. But speaking of uniforms that are coming, we may not know what they look like, but by God, we know what numbers they are going to be. It was announced today by the Buccaneers that Tom Brady will indeed remain TB12 in TB as Chris Godwin has given up his number to the greatest quarterback of all time. Godwin will switch to the number 14, which means you got Brady at 12, you got Mike at 13, you got Chris at 14. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say that it's a surprise of any sort, but I would say the, the big surprise would be that Godwin didn't ask for anything. He simply just gave Tom the number out of the respect for what Tom Brady has done in this league, you know, for as long as he has didn't ask for a donation to his charity. Didn't ask for, you know, uh, a, a adorable little tiger cub, nothing. He just, he just gave him number 12. Yeah. I think it's, it's a surprise just considering how those trying to trades normally go. We always hear about, you know, big, big donations to foundations and, you know, big gestures where, I don't know, somebody gets a car or something like that. It's a surprise in that sense to me, but I think part of the thing that's not surprising to me is just knowing the little bit that I know about Chris Godwin and, and getting to speak with him actually um, in person. 
and just everything that we've heard about him, the kind of guy he is, it's not that big of a surprise, I think, um, in that sense, because he really does respect Tom Brady. I mean, who doesn't respect Tom Brady at this point? Um, and, you know, I think it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool gesture on his end to be saying, you know what, I respect him so much. You know, he's he's one of the great, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, one of the greatest and he's looking forward to playing with him. And he said, you know what? Here, this is your number. Take it. And this is a number that means a lot to Chris Godwin. I mean, I think he's worn it at every level of football that he's played, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, he has it in his Twitter handle. His fiance has it in her Instagram handle. Um, so it's, it's obviously means a lot to him. But I think it'll mean more to him if, if the Bucks are having success this fall. Um, and, you know, he's catching passes from Tom Brady and things are going smoothly. Um I still kind of hope a little bit that, you know, Brady, Brady, I think is very appreciative of it. He already, he already commented on Chris's Instagram post about it, but I would kind of hope that Brady does something anyway, you know, not because like even like kind of noticing, you know, Chris didn't ask for anything, but you know, this is something he didn't really have to do necessarily. So, you know, what, I'm going to make it out for a donation to his foundation or something like that. It'd be kind of cool. I think on Brady's end, not that he has to, obviously, but I think it'd be kind of cool on his end to do something for Chris in return. Yeah, I, I concur. And I do think that Brady is going to do something. Um, yeah, it may be his way of, of thanking Chris Godwin is going to be throwing him 15 touchdowns in a contract year. I, I, you know, I don't know if you can help much more than that, (laughs) but yeah, I could absolutely see Tom Brady doing something, you know, making a donation to the charity, showing up at at one of his charity events, donating something that that can be put up for auction as, as you and David saw at that last event where, you know, there was lightning stuff, there was Buccaneer stuff there, you know, there was all kinds of things up for auction for the proceeds to go to the foundation. So, yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that we've really learned in the in the past couple of weeks since Tom Brady has joined the Buccaneers, it's that Tom is one of the most genuine and and kind guys out there. And, you know, he's he, there is some level of ego that, that comes with playing in a, a professional league. And there's going to be some sort of ego that goes with being called the greatest to ever play your position. But. Tom does come across as a genuinely just nice and generous person. So I'm, I'm sure there will be something heading Chris's way. Uh, you know, we just, we just don't know what. Right. And I think we may not know what, unless, you know, someone like, like Greg Allman, someone like Jenna Lane, you know, finds out about it. Cause I don't think Tom is going to come out and say, Oh yeah, thank you. Here's this big gesture I'm doing in return. I don't think it's like, then that, that kind of comes off as, all right, what, what's the reason you're actually doing this? I think it's something that he might just say, all right, thanks, Chris. I really appreciate it. Here's a donation. Here's something that's just kind of his way of thanking Chris Godwin while at the same time, you know, saying, all right, let's get on, get on the same page. Let's get to work rather than making it some big drawn out thing about, you know, here's this big gesture I'm doing. Look at how great I am. Cause I don't think he's really like that. And, you know, I don't think Chris Godwin would come out and say something like that either. Like he say, oh, look what he did for me. I think it's all, um, you know, one of those things where it might be a small gesture or a nice gesture. And then, you know, they get ready to get to work. Now, the only question is, what are those number 12s and number 14s going to look like? It's April now, Bucks. Clock's ticking. Let's see them. I mean, I kind of want like a reveal on april 1st but i'm wary of that because of it being april fool's day i feel like it would be like all right are these real or are they not so maybe 
maybe don't do it April 1st, maybe do it April 2nd, just because you've made everybody wait long enough. I think they said, all right, we're getting new uniforms. And then we all expected them like right away. And they're like, oh no, well you can see them in April. All right. We need something to do right now considering the world. So, you know, give us these uniforms as soon as possible so we can look at them, put them up on the wall and just stare at them for hours. As long as they're good. If they're bad, I guess it's going to give something for people to complain about on Twitter. So one way or the other, they're going to be, um, topics of conversation. There's going to be, they're going to give everybody something to do and something to occupy themselves with. So bring it on. You are listening to the Locked On Bucks podcast, and we are discussing the ESPN power rankings. That's right. It's April. There's no OTAs. The draft hasn't happened, but by God, we have power rankings. And guess what? Your beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers came in at number 10. Bailey, you were the one that wrote this up for BucksNation.com. Why don't you go ahead and give your thoughts on on these um, way, way, way too early power rankings? Yeah, I think that's the funny part about power rankings is pretty much all of them are always way too early because the ones before this, I think, were actually titled way too early power rankings back in February, um, you know, before all of the free agency stuff went down, before Tom Brady uh, signed left the Patriots and signed with the Buccaneers, but yeah, the Bucks jumped from 19 to 10 into the top 10, and you kind of just look at these teams, you know, ahead of them, and these are all these are all playoff teams, and that's just and I kind of wrote about this for Bucks Nation and said, you know, that's the Tom Brady effect because if you kind of look back at the previous rankings, they had him at 19, and then the the subsection that I think Jenna Lane wrote it said, you know, reasons for optimism, and it was all about the defense. It was all about, you know, the late, late season rise of the defense. And, you know, they don't really know what they're going to do at quarterback yet, but at least the defense is on track, you know, to have another another good season after they, they finished strong in 2019. And then, you know, you fast forward a couple of months, Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, signs with the Bucks, and they jump nine spots and end up in the top 10. And, of course, it's a different section. It doesn't say um, – necessarily the reasons for optimism but it says three words and it's all about tom brady it says must protect brady so now they have tom brady it's all about you know beefing up the offensive line protecting him getting some depth there adding a pass catching running back adding a wide receiver uh to go along with the already you know great receiving options he has um you know it's just everything's become about tom brady in tampa now and you know for good reason i'm not saying it shouldn't be that way but it really is the brady effect and you kind of look at these teams something I, I wrote in the article is, you know, of the 10 or of the nine teams in front of them, you know, they play the chiefs, they play the saints twice, they play the Packers, they play the Vikings. So they're going to be playing some of these teams and these are all going to be marquee matchups just because you've got Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform. And, you know, you've got all these other great teams that, that he'll be going up against. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously I think I wrote this in there too, is the power rankings are always just, reasons to talk you know they're nothing substantial but i mean we we all need some topics of conversation right now with the draft still about a month away um or i guess at the end of this month now but you know it's something cool to talk about you know the bucks obviously nationally have been the top, a huge topic of conversation and you know tom brady is the reason why yeah my my stance on power rankings has always been this especially this time of the year they mean nothing they mean absolutely nothing. There has not been anything meaningful done in the facility or on a field. It's all 
projecting at this moment in time? Do we believe that the Buccaneers are a top 10 football team with the addition of Tom Brady and the ability to bring back their front seven on defense? Absolutely. 100%. But that means nothing until they actually do it on the field. I mean, what happens if the Buccaneers go out there week one and you know, Tom Brady did lose a little bit of velocity in his arm. Bruce Arians offense isn't quite what Tom Brady thought he was getting himself into. And now he's turning the ball over a lot more than he has historically. These are possibilities. You know, we're looking at this from a very optimistic point of view, going based off of Tom Brady's history with, with new England, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's 100% going to translate to Tampa. So yes, we do have, postseason aspirations and expectations. But that doesn't mean that it's actually going to come to fruition. So I always kind of chuckle at these at these power rankings. And you have Buccaneers fans for years and years and years talking about how they're disrespected by the national media. Nobody ever talks about them. When people do talk about them, they're uninformed because the Buccaneers don't garner any attention to begin with. So they have this very elementary understanding of what's been going on with the team. And now it's nothing but Buccaneers talk all the time because of Tom Brady. The Bucs are going to be in these power rankings because of Tom Brady. You know, Jason Light is is on Get Up on ESPN because of Tom Brady. You know, Bruce Arians is all over Dan Patrick and Rich Eisen and all those because they signed Tom Brady. This is the impact that he has. If the Buccaneers had brought back Jameis Winston, if the Buccaneers had signed Teddy Bridgewater, are they in the top 10 in these power rankings? No, I don't think they are. But they are the hottest topic in the sports world right now because they brought in Brady. They're getting that attention because they have the the greatest player to ever be a, a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another great thing, um, talk about Jason Light being on ESPN, Bruce Arians being all over the place. Maybe the national media will finally learn that Chris Godwin's name is not Goodwin. Because I don't know how many times I've seen, oh, so whether it be on ESPN or wherever, them trying to list off the Bucks receivers and saying, hey, you got Mike Evans, you got Goodwin. I'm like, good, do your job. Like, come on. But even Jason Pierre Paul said Goodwin in his Instagram. I forgot about that. (laughs) I forgot about that. Man. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. But yeah, I I think the whole thing is is Tom Brady. But I think what I kind of ended the left the article open ended there at the end. And I think it's warrants a little bit of, you know, kind of thought and just curiosity anyway, is that I'm assuming the next power rankings will probably come out. Um, a little bit after the draft. I'm assuming there'll be some post-draft like there are the post-free agency ones. And I'm kind of curious to see what the hype will be like after the draft. If, if I mean, it all depends on how the Bucks do in the draft and who they're able to land and all that and the needs they're, they're able to address. But I'm kind of wondering if if things are kind of going to cool off as far as the Tom Brady hype for the Bucks. Um, obviously, it definitely won't around Tampa. I don't think that's going to die down anytime soon. But nationally, I think, you know, you're going to see Joe Burrow end up in Cincinnati or maybe Miami if they make a trade. I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, there will be some more topics of conversation. There will be things to talk about after the draft. So maybe the, the hype dies down a little bit. But 
Um, you know, for now, the Bucks are the topic of conversation, and I don't think they're really going to fall too far out of the spotlight at any point, um, given that they have Tom Brady now and all of this stuff's going to come, you know, storming, circling back up again if it, go, if it goes away at all um, by the time the season starts, because you're going to say, okay, Tom Brady's making his Bucks debut. Tom Brady's, you know, playing Drew Brees on this Monday night football game. It's just going to be all about Tom Brady in the fall, too. So it's really not going away anytime soon on the grand scheme, but I'm kind of wondering a little bit after the draft, if, if anything's going to change as far as teams jumping the bucks, the bucks, maybe the bucks, bucks even move up. Who knows? And like you said, these really don't mean anything, but you know, football is still, what is it? Six months off um, at this point, five months off. So I'll, I'll talk about whatever we have. We can get our hands on at this point. You know who I think benefits the most from the national attention the Buccaneers are garnering right now? Uh, who is it going to be? Levante David. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good shout. You know, a guy who has been one of the absolute best linebackers in all of football since 2012, when he came into the league, Every and he's year. gotten absolutely no attention. He shares a division with Luke Keekley. Well, not anymore, but he did. Uh, he's on a perennial losing team. He does not get the attention that he deserves. He's vastly overlooked. But now, with all eyes on Tampa because of, of TB12, Levante's going to start to get some love, some well-deserved, well-earned, long-overdue love, and I am here for it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, since he came into the league, I think he's been probably my favorite player to watch on the Bucks year in and year out just because he's all over the field. He's... Bar none, he's one of the one of the best linebackers in football. And you know, every year the All Pro stuff comes out. No Levante David. The Pro Bowl comes out. Levante David's a snub. So yeah, I mean, I think I, I totally agree that that's just going to benefit him, and it's really going to benefit a lot of these guys that the national media has no idea about right now, um, because you know all eyes are going to be on Tom Brady, sure, but there's still going to be these you know these role guys that me, people don't really even really know about Ali Marpet, and I think you know he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. So there's going to be those that'll be kind of interesting to watch and see the national media and, and the country as a whole football fans really get to see some of these guys that have gone under the radar because the Bucks have been so bad for years. You are listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. And before we move on to our final topic, have to let you guys know about one of the best things you can be doing with your quarantine time. Can't go out. You can't do things. There's a stay at home order. If your state doesn't have a stay-at-home order, uh, stay at home anyway. You guys want football? Stay home. Let's let let let's get this thing gone. But while you're stuck at home, you can get yourself one of the best pieces of machinery out there on the market today. To get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high-quality at-home cycling experience at a less than half of the price of a Peloton. That's right, one of the best machines out there for less than half of the cost of one of those Pelotons. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L to learn about their limited time free Apple iPad 
and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. Echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. Bailey, we we have uh, we have some other interesting news about the NFL, and that is we're expanding the playoffs. It's been approved. It's been voted upon. It is indeed happening. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, Bailey. You're thinking, you know what? We talked a month ago about how important the number seven is. And Tom Brady should wear the number seven. He's going to go win his seventh Super Bowl you know, as a seven seed with the Buccaneers, the first to ever do it. And now Tom Brady's wearing number 12. But you know what? I thought about that. Chris Godwin is now number 14, which means in the NFL, he has had two numbers as a Buccaneer. 14 divided by two is what, Bailey? Seven. Seven. We still have sevens <laughs> going on in Tampa Bay. But, yes, the top seed in each conference is going to get the bye. The division winners will be seeded two, three, and four, as it has always been. And now, two, three, and four will be hosting seeds seven, six, and five in the wild card round, meaning that that one seed is all the more important. I think, Bailey, this is going to give us better football later in the season. If you have two teams battling it out for that one and that two seed, they're not resting their starters in week 17 anymore. They don't both have that first round by locked up anymore. You're going to have to play to win in that last week to secure your chance to get the loan buy in the conference. I love this expansion. Yeah, I mean, it's the change that no one asked for, but I don't really think that I can complain too much about it because I think it's going to give us better football during the regular season, like you mentioned. And I think, I mean, the playoffs are going to be um, a little bit longer now. So I think more football is always good. Um, actually, I can take that back. It depends on how you feel about the XFL. but. More I football, more NFL football, for the most part, is usually a really good thing. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's really interesting. It'll see it'll be interesting to see how teams adjust to it. You know, with their late season, um, you know how they do it late later in the season, and I think it'll be interesting to see how it affects teams in the playoffs. Because I mean, normally the two seed, you know, is used to having that first round bye, and then now they're going to have to play a game on Wild Card Weekend, and. You know, it'll be a lot. It'll be a lot of uh, a lot of interesting scenarios that will unfold towards the end of the season that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, I know this is kind of it's weird how this this change has kind of split people a little bit, but as far as I'm concerned, it's it's a pretty cool thing, and you know, it gives your team more of a chance to get into the playoffs. If you're if you're a football fan, and you know, you, you could say one more wild card, um, you know, could get my team in the playoffs. Because I think we've seen that a couple times in the last 10 years or so during this playoff drought that the Bucks have had. They've missed out on the playoff, playoffs by a tiebreaker or by a game. And with, with another wild card, you know, that could be them getting in as a seven seed, you know, having a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's going to be a cool thing to see unfold. And, you know, it's a change that I think people will kind of grow on people as, as the things, as, as everything happens, I think, later in the season as we're getting these huge games for the number one seed and 
those kinds of things with huge playoff implications rather than, you know, rested starters versus um, a team resting their starters versus another team that, you know, doesn't really care either. Um, I think everybody's going to really grow. It's going to grow on everyone. Yeah, the Buccaneers would have been the seventh seed back in 2016. Uh, if you all remember, of course, that was they got flexed in a Sunday night to play against the Dallas Cowboys, kind of fell apart at the end of the season there. And something else that I find a little bit interesting, in 2019, Bailey, do you know who the seventh seed in the NFC would have been? Would have been the Rams? It would have been the Rams, who finished at 9-7, and seven, which means after Minnesota had mathematically eliminated the Buccaneers from playoff contention, they would not have been mathematically eliminated. And beating the Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons those last two games would have put the Bucs at 9-7. and seven, And they had the head-to-head tiebreaker with the Rams. So those last two games would not have been meaningless. Those last two games could have sent the Buccaneers to the playoffs because they did have that tiebreaker against the Rams. So, you know, something else to think about. We we always talk about, you know, meaningful games in December. Well, we certainly believe that we're going to have that this season, but we would have had that in 2019 as well. And how different the landscape of of the Buccaneers right now could have been had they made those playoffs in 2016 and won out in 2019 and beat out the Rams for that seven seed. I don't think we're talking about Tom Brady coming to the Buccaneers if that is the case. That's just me. But uh, it, it gives opportunity to those that just narrowly miss. I I like the change. I know a lot of people, Bailey, like you said, they're they're not big on change. They're not really all that excited about it. I think the players are going to be excited about it. I think head coaches are going to be excited about it. You know, all you need is a ticket to the dance. Then anything can happen. So it'll be fun to see how that plays out this year. Um, Bailey, anything else before uh, before we get out of here? No, I think just one more thing on that note. Like you brought up 2016. I mean, even 2010, the Bucks went 10 and 6 and missed yep. the playoffs. I'm not 100% sure who had the tiebreaker because I know the Packers made it. The Packers ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. And, you know, maybe the Bucks get in. I think they were tied also with the Giants that year. And I can't remember who had the tiebreaker. Um, so I don't know who would have been the seventh seed. But still, even, you know, you change up how those playoffs go. Maybe the Packers, you know, the Packers get in as a sixth seed, but maybe they have a different road and maybe they don't win the Super Bowl. So it's it's kind of interesting to think back on these um, these old you know postseasons and kind of think of how this change would have affected those. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see how this unfolds um, during this season. And I, I can't believe you know it's starting this season already. That's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, a rotten offensive pass interference call against the Detroit Lions. Oh man. Well, maybe this year. Hopefully this year for the Bucks, they don't have to worry about the seven seed. Maybe that change doesn't even affect them. Now, I saw um, Mike Clay of ESPN. He does those analytics uh, every year. He laid out his analytics for you know the NFL teams as they stand right now. He had the Buccaneers getting in the playoffs as the sixth seed. <laughs> Did you see the, the – I don't remember who put it out, but – Something has the Bucks favored in like twelve of their games or thirteen of their games as of right oh, now. Goodness gracious! Right, I know that. I think <laughs> it didn't make any sense. I gotta go go and find it and send it to you if you haven't seen it because the one game I believe they said like they weren't 
I think there was like 13 games they were favored in, two games that were considered pushes or something like that, and then one game. And that one game was, I believe, against the Bears. It made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. Yeah, as uh, as Mike Clay had it laid out, the NFC, the bye week goes to the Saints. Then you have the 49ers as the two seed. Cowboys is three. Packers is four. So the Packers would host the Seahawks, the five seed. The Cowboys host the Buccaneers. Oh, Tom Brady against the Cowboys. Gerald McCoy in the playoffs against the Buccaneers. Oh, that would be fun. And the 49ers would host the Eagles for the AFC. Baltimore got the bye. The Chiefs were the two seed. Colts were the three. Bills were the four. Bills hosting the Steelers. Colts hosting the Titans. Chiefs hosting the Patriots. And then as uh, as Mike Clay always does, he ranked uh, all of the, the units for each NFL team on a grading scale of zero to four. The Buccaneers offense, I'm not going to go through all the positions, but the Buccaneers offense finished fifth with a grade of 1.6 and their defense was 10th with a grade of 1.0, having them finish fourth overall with a grade of 2.7. Number one team, New Orleans Saints with a grade of 3.3. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but I remember one year uh, he invited me on a serious show because I was arguing with him on Twitter um, after the Bucks got to Sean Jackson, and I was explaining to him why he was wrong. And David and I invited him on the podcast. He could not do the podcast because of uh, the employee restrictions because Mike does work for ESPN. And at the time, we were with Fansided, which was partnered with Time magazine, and I believe that was a Sports Illustrated affiliation. So ESPN could not do anything with Sports Illustrated. So Mike said, "Hey, come on my serious show, and we can talk about this." So I jumped on there, and I I debated him, I argued with him. Uh, you know, nothing malicious, nothing disrespectful. He explained his point of view, I explained my point of view, and he was almost dead on accurate. So when I saw him at the Combine last year in Indianapolis, I went up to him and I said, I don't know if you remember me, but you had me on your serious show to debate the Buccaneers because I didn't agree with your projections. And he absolutely remembered who I was. We laughed about <laughs> it. I told him I would never question him again. I was like, you made me a believer in whatever system you run. Uh, really, really nice guy. Really cool dude. I need to reach out to Mike and, and get him on the show because I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like it'd be a good conversation. And you could ask him about I looked it up. These these early odds as far as Vegas is concerned had the Bucks favored in 13 games. The two games they weren't favored in were both games against the Saints and then the game against the Bears was listed as a pick'em. So I don't really know what that's all about, but Good Lord. How are they favored <laughs> against the Chiefs, but a pick them against the Bears? Yeah, I really have no idea. I don't know if they think the home field advantage is going to be that big of a deal. I don't, I have no idea. That is wild. Yeah. All right. Well, Bailey, we are way, way up against the clock. So with that, we will bid you all a fair adieu. Please check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at BaileyJAdams22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We miss sports. Bailey, tomorrow I was supposed to be going up to Columbus 
for the Lightning Blue Jackets game. And instead, I am sequestered inside my own home. We want sports back. You want sports back. People want their jobs back. Stay inside. Stay away from other people so that we can all get through this together. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.